Welcome to Blue Royalty, a London is Blue podcast dedicated to the Chelsea women's team. The season has not even ended, but we have transfer business to talk about already because Emma Hayes and Chelsea Football Club never seem to sleep. Uh, Chelsea have announced their first, technically it's like the second signing of the summer because we did sign Nikki Everard. Uh, but the, the first summer signing in terms of it feels like we've actually almost reached the summer in Schurke Nusken, a German midfielder, 22 years old, signing from Eintracht Frankfurt, where she's been for the past three seasons for all of her professional career. I think for a number of people, this is a very exciting signing. This is a player who I've watched for quite a while, um, who I think it fits a profile that Chelsea have needed for a very, very long time. But I'm aware that maybe not everyone tracks 22-year-old German midfielders playing in the Frauen Bundesliga. So I am joined by Yashtakur at Audrey's Light on Twitter, who I'm sure lots of you guys will know from cool analytics, tactical stuff. And together, we are going to have a little bit of chat about Nuskan, obviously, hopefully... Um, illuminate for those of you who don't know a bit more about her for those of you who do know her just have a a bit of a general discussion about what she's good at what she's not good at and where she might fit within the Chelsea team which suddenly seems to have a very large number of midfielders uh but Yash first of all thank you for joining me again what was your initial reaction to this signing because it came pretty out the blue uh, there is another Chelsea signing which has been sort of leaked, uh, but we basically found out this on Monday night, and then it was confirmed by the club on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you make of Nuskan? General thoughts and and the signing for Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, my initial reaction, I, I because it came as a pair. You got Nuskan news, and then you got that league news as well. And we already knew, uh, which has now been confirmed, that uh, you know Mark Eriksson and Pernilla Harda were leaving Chelsea. So with the moves that with the one that was leaked and the one that was confirmed in Nuskin, I my reaction was okay. This is actually a really sensible move for them because you're getting a player who can fill in two roles, who has been filling it in her secondary role at at her current club. And been doing really, really well. Like one of the top centre-backs this season in the league, I would say. And that is coming while playing a position that is not her primary position. So, this is a player that, you know, a move for her, a big move for her was coming. It it was anticipated that she's going to move. And uh, it was also, I think, reported that Chelsea were tracking her for a while now. And it it took a while, but I think uh, this is a brilliant move. in terms of the quality that she's going to immediately add to the team and in terms of the depth that she's going to provide in multiple positions, I think this is a brilliant move. Yeah, so she's an interesting player because as Yash has hinted at, she was, well, and is seen as a midfielder, someone who can play as a six, someone who can play as an eight. But recently, both for her club side, Eintracht Frankfurt, and the German national team, she has played at centre-back. Emma Hayes insists that Chelsea haven't brought her in to play at centre-back, although I think later on we'll talk a bit about why that's not necessarily a bad thing, that she she can she can play there. But um, yeah, Chelsea have been tracking her for, for about three years. They wanted to bring her in sooner, but it wasn't really the right time for her. 
she's signing a three-year deal uh, with us until 2026. Um, Nuskin said on the move, I wanted to move to the Women's Super League because it's a good league. English football is very cool to play in. and It's the right thing to do now. I'm very excited and happy to be at Chelsea and I'm looking forward to next season. It's a big club with such good players. I hope to improve my football skills. I'm very excited to meet my new teammates and I can learn a lot from them. Um, Yash, one of the first things that actually stood out to me about Nuskin, um, I guess when I was preparing for this episode, uh, looking more generally across her career rather than sort of the clips I've, I've watched in the past, is that actually in the past two seasons, she has appeared in every Frauen Bundesliga game. Uh, she's the top minutes appearance maker across the Frauen Bundesliga for this season and last season. Obviously, we're going to talk about kind of her individual skills and ability, but it's a it's a common theme, isn't it, in sort of scouting that availability is is the best ability, and, and we've seen Chelsea struggle with uh, fitness issues for for a number of players, particularly this season. Uh, how attractive is it to a club when when you you're looking at a player and you're like, this is someone who can, especially at a young age, handle the sort of load and responsibility that comes from playing a full season of football. Yeah, I think availability is a, is a big, big factor that, you know, often when we are speaking about the quality that a player is uh, going to add or the sort of player that we are signing, we usually look at, oh, they, they are they're skillful, they are technically very gifted and stuff. But availability is a very, very underrated aspect because if a player is able to like produce magic, but they are not uh, available for you, uh, for 50% of the season, then that's of no use to you. You would rather have a player that is able to, add, you know, if if you're if you have to compromise a little on the uh, on the quality, which with Nuskan you're not going to because Nuskan is has got both of it. But if they're available to play, you know, 90%, 95% of the minutes throughout the season, if their fitness is is that sharp, they they are sharp throughout the season, then that's that's a big big plus for for a team that is going to compete on all fronts for multiple trophies you know you are going to have to rotate you are going to have to bench some of your key players you're you're going to need players who are available and who can handle that sort of load and nuskin has shown that she is capable of doing that as you mentioned played every single featured in every single game uh in the last two seasons in Crown bundesliga and and her availability has been really good like even from the youth tournaments as well if you, if you follow her she she has been a part of like the 2017s under 17 then the 20 under 20 2018 she, she has been a part of the youth system for germany as well and she has been doing well so it, it's not like she has just popped up some, from out of nowhere and and doing this she she has been there she has been a consistent presence and she has been doing really really well so yeah i think availability is a, is a big factor and that is why i I said the first thing about this move is it's it's really really good squad building from Chelsea because you are getting a player that is versatile plus quality plus availability so you are basically covering all bases with one player so that's really really good move. Yeah, and I guess something else that's part of that squad building thing is is Nuskin's age, twenty two, and obviously this kind of leak slash rumored signing obviously is Kat Macario um once she's holding the shirt we will we'll do something similar for her but I'm always uh nervy until the club has confirmed these things but Macario you know 23 and we've seen Ericsson and Harder's departures being announced they're both sort of late 20s uh, I think Harder's actually just turned 30 um it's very interesting isn't it and I guess important that that Chelsea actually looked to players who 
are old enough to come in and immediately uh, make an impact, you know, who've, who've played professional football for a number of seasons, but are young enough that you can feasibly look at them being at the club for, you know, a similar amount of time to, to what Magda Eriksson has, has been, six years. Um, how do you think, though, because I feel like on paper that stuff can be great, but we've also seen in the past that Hayes likes to give players time often to bed in and that doesn't necessarily is an age-related thing um it, I think it's more of a you know Chelsea related thing um how how important do you think it is for a club to balance you know getting a player in their peak years but also sort of being ready to to contribute to to a first 11 yeah that is another very important aspect of, of squad building because you don't want players who are in the twilight of their careers or like beyond 30 where you know you'll have to manage them a lot more you'll have to see how they're performing now with 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 the advancements and stuff you can probably extend the career uh, a bit but it is always healthy to have your best players and the players that you uh, that form your best 11 to be in that peak year bracket of you know let's say in general it, it varies from position to position but let's say in general a bracket of 24 to 30 so you're getting a player who is obviously playing a lot of minutes, has has enough minutes under her belt to directly come in and slot in the team in in a, in multitudes of position. But you also have that player just 22 years of age. So you you are going to get mileage out out of that player. It's not like you're getting somebody at 28 and then. You know, you'll probably have to think about moving them uh, on after three or four years and you'll have to bring in a, a fresher talent. This is a talent you can build around. So now you have got players like, uh, you know, Nuskin, you have got, uh, you you have got Cuthbert, you have got Lauren James. So you have got players who, who you can now build around, not just for the immediate future, but also for like, uh, you can prepare a plan for four to five years uh, coming into the future. And that is, that really helps because you have some pillars in your in your team which can also be later a part of the leadership group and and stuff like that moving forward so it's 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 really a sound move from chelsea it's it's so sensible it, it, it makes it makes my head hurt like it, it makes so much sense in 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 a lot of ways yeah I, it's uh, amazing really how different the business on one side of the club can look to on the other side of the club um but we will take a quick ad break here thanks to our sponsors for supporting the show when we come back we will talk a bit about what Nuskun is good and what she is bad at so yash i guess maybe the best place to start when when we're talking about Nuskin is, is she's a player you've obviously watched for for a long time uh what is it that stood out to you when you first started watching her and and what is it that you see her as really excelling at okay so uh I think the first I saw of her was during the under 17s uh in in 2017 that was a really like she is a part of a really talented group from Germany. Like we talk about Germany's golden generation with Clara Buhl, with uh, Lena Overdorf, with, you know, even like if you want to say uh, Julia Gwynn, uh, Freigang is also part of the same same generation. Like these players have played youth tournaments together. So now it, it's not like uh, Nuskin was was a slouch at, at youth level or anything. She, she was one of the top performers as well there. Yeah, maybe not the most fashionable names. And I, I will say this as well, like even after uh, 
even after the role that she will play at Chelsea or even after for any team that she plays, she isn't like the most fashionable player and you don't need uh, her to be that because what stood out, a, she what she does is she works in the shadows to make the team better. Like she'll do, she'll do a whole lot. She'll she'll offer you ball ball winning in the midfield. She'll offer you ball progression with with an excellent range on passing. Like I I have to point this out. Like she has got really good range on her passing. Her distribution is really good. I think that uh, Chelsea fans will quickly um, you know fall in love with that because you know you. You got Magda who could play those long switches uh, towards the other side, and you can have those wingers running at your at, at the opposition defense. You can re, uh, you know replicate that with uh, with Nuskan. Nuskan can play those long diagonals and execute them really well. She has the vision and she has the execution, uh, really uh, really good execution on those balls. Apart from that, what really stood out and what has continued to stand out with her for me is. Is her prescient movements in in those defensive situations? When you are against the ball, she reads the player really well, and she reads the opposition player really well. Like she she knows how the attacker is going to move, and with that, she's able to either anticipate and intercept the pass that they are going to make, or go for a tackle and regain the possession in in the middle of the park. And that that is a very valuable quality because that helps your side to uh, build. Uh, and provide that screening presence that is needed for for a side to like push when a side is pushing forwards. She provides that safety net for the defense and for the backline to be uh, you know to have uh, to rest easy in a way. You know, so uh, I think those qualities are are what I have always uh, really liked about her, and those have continued to be a big part of her game. Uh, Aerially, I would say like. She's okay. Like she, she has a decent height. Like she is one seventy two. Uh, she has good height. She can do well in the air. But like aerially, I think you know she she's all right. She's all right. I guess like she isn't the most dominant player who is going to win every single aerial duel or like the most physical player who will uh, bully players in the air. Uh, but she's all right. She holds her own. She can win a few. She can lose a few. But uh, she's all right. The main strengths come comes on the ball, uh, on the ball when when she's distributing. That is where like she's in her element and doing her bits. Defensively as well. Now with with her playing an entire season at centre back, uh, it has really refined the way she's able to defend in the last phase in the last line as well. So that has improved her uh, awareness and her reading uh, even more. So that's that's really. Uh, a positive for her to have been playing at center back that has improved her game off the ball as well. So I think those were the qualities that have always struck with me ever since watching her from from her youth days. Yeah, I think that that possession piece is is going to be really important because definitely I think my biggest concern about Ericsson moving on and maybe one of the areas she's she's most underrated in is uh, her passing ability. And you know we've seen even in the recent games against Barcelona, the FA Cup final against Manchester United um she's one of the players who's like uh, the Chelsea players who had the highest sort of on-ball value you know when you're looking at even last night uh watching the West Ham game Ericsson was the one who was really like starting a lot of the lot of the moves and okay like that's against West Ham but um I think we've seen when she's not been in the team that actually that Chelsea have really struggled with that and it will be interesting to have a midfielder who's maybe more like that because 
like Melanie Loipols and Aaron Cuthbert are both fantastic midfielders, but I'm not sure if I would pick that out as like a key bit of either of their their skill sets. Um, just what Emma Hay said about Shoka. Uh, Shirka is a fantastic young midfield player and her ability to play the ball deep into the opponent's half is not her, her only standout strength. There is everything from her interceptions, her reading of the game and her overall presence. She's dynamic, good aerially, disagrees with you, Yash, and is going to be a fantastic signing for this club. Um, I think one thing people will be interested to know is the player who is held up as the pinnacle of defensive midfielders at the moment is Lena Obadov, uh, the player everyone kind of wishes they could sign. And I think something that's been said a lot about Nuskin and I kind of have felt the same way that she's probably like the second best, you know, in terms of that age bracket of like, if you're not getting Obadov, this was the player you were interested in getting. Um, obviously that's interesting for Nuskin herself because uh, she is in the position of being a very talented defensive midfielder who doesn't really play there for her national team because Lena Oberdorf is ahead of her. How's your luck? Uh, literally, when it comes to that. But is it fair to compare her to Oberdorf? Is that like, uh, for pe people who might have watched Oberdorf more, is that a reasonable comparative player? Or do you think it's a bit of a lazy comparison, maybe in terms of being like, these are two German players who play in a similar position? I think it is a little lazy, but I understand where it's coming from because uh, even uh, in the youth sides as well, you know, you got them playing uh, alongside, you got them playing, you know, uh, in in the same team. And the comparisons come from both having a, an affinity to play the same, same position, both having the affinity to execute the same sort of, uh, have the same sort of skill set, a similar sort of skill set. But uh, I would say that, I mean, everyone knows Oberdorf is like the gold standard in in, in women's football. If you're talking about uh, young players coming through, you you measure them up against Lena Oberdorf. Yeah, any player that comes through, can they replicate what Lena Oberdorf is doing at that level? And I think that's a bit of an unfair uh, skill. But in terms of playing profiles uh, and in terms of saying that is Nuskin the next best thing from Germany? I would say yes. Uh, in terms of the midfield profiles, if you if you're trying to uh, reproduce Oberdorf in aggregate, <laughs> let's put it that way. If you're trying to play the money ball game here, uh, I think uh, Nuskin is, is is your best bet because she can offer you the defensive skill set and she can offer you the uh, you know passing and the distribution that Oberdorf comes with as well. Yes, Oberdorf may be a little higher on, on the execution front of all of it and how she reads it. But uh, yeah, Nuskin is, is probably your next best bet in, in from Germany at least. So yeah, I would agree. It's it's a bit lazy to say, okay, yeah, these are two players from Germany playing same position. But I can see where the, where the talk is coming from, why one would consider it. Because there are... Uh, you know, similarities in the skill set of both the players. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I think I would agree. Um, and I think it's interesting as well that they've obviously both spent time at centre-back too, which probably doesn't help help with the comparisons, uh, you know, players who kind of seen as being defensive. Um, interestingly as well, um, at Mucklackbot, which is run by Chicago, Dimitri, who some of you will know, picked out, um, it's just an automated thing, but picked out Nuskin as, as the best uh, under-23 player in the Frauen Bundesliga this season, uh, beating out Oberdorf. But obviously that was kind of in her centre-back position and Yash I want to talk about this sort of midfield centre-back divide um lots of people as soon as she signed were like oh god Emma Hayes is going to play her at centre-back uh Hayes obviously kind of having this reputation which is funny given how obsessed she is with attackers that also she wants to play everyone's defense. I think it's just a reputation of wanting to play people out of position um, I think actually this comes down to wanting to have her players feel like they can do every job. Uh, and I think we've seen that works a strong effect with players like Aaron Cuthbert, for example, in, in their development. Obviously, the versatility uh, piece is, is important for any squad. It's very useful to have a player who can uh, play in multiple positions. Um, but what do you think... How do you think that affects a player's development? You know, obviously, Nuskin's been seen as a promising midfielder. She's then spent a lot of time at centre-back for both club and country. She's now moving somewhere else and she's going to join a different league. And I guess there's a similar question in here of, you know, what do you think that Frauen Bundesliga to WSL adjustment is? Is it big? Does it matter? Um, and then what will that adjustment be in terms of maybe moving back further up the pitch than she has been this season? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's... Let's start by uh, let's start by answering what I think her best position is. I I would definitely say I would like to see her in midfield because that is where her best comes from. When I initially uh, you know watched her and been watching her for for Frankfurt except for this season where she has like uh, exclusively played at centre back. I've always felt that she is a really good box to box midfielder because she can provide you with progression via her passing. She can provide you the defensive solidity needed in front of your own box. And uh, she has the vision to execute uh, a little here and there, cute little line-breaking passes in the opposition as well. And she can circulate the ball really well. So her skill set, her dynamism adds to what I think her best position is, which is in a, in a box-to-box role in, in the midfield. Like I wouldn't even say that her best position was was a uh, was a DM. But now, with this year of her uh, development, where she has played at centre-back a lot more, I think she has added uh, to her skill set, already existing skill set. Now, she is much more uh, capable of playing in a sort of lone pivot. Uh, earlier, I would have said putting her in a double pivot is the best choice alongside somebody who is either a... Uh, capable of playing the lone pivot role uh, and a more defensive unit or somebody who is an all-action sort of player, you know, like an Erin Cuthbert, if you want. Now, I would say that she is capable of playing uh, uh, alongside somebody while also being uh, able to play the lone pivot role really well with this year of development of her career. Uh, I would I would definitely like to uh, see her in midfield, but I understand why, because... I think one of the issues with Chelsea's squad building in the past was that they had they signed players that that had 
too similar of a profile you know you you have players who like to operate in the similar areas who who like to uh, who like to be on the ball who like to operate from the ball in uh, receive the ball in the similar areas and create their stuff from from similar areas and that is what and the uh, and the want and wanting to play all of those players force sort of force chelsea to have some players playing out of position i think that was a result of of the squad building approach that chelsea had in the past where they got players who are extremely talented who who are impactful players on their own but they all want to be in in the same sort of area they all want to operate on the same areas of the pitch and that obviously is not ideal uh, you know and that led to players being played out of position and that is why fans uh, do think that maybe you know mis has has earned that reputation now where she's uh, known for playing players out of position but uh, with this one uh, i was really happy when she said that uh, we have not signed her for for center back because although she can play and she can deputize there really well uh, playing her in midfield is is something that i would really like to see because now uh, another issue that might raise and i think we'll we'll touch upon it is is how do you fit her in that midfield spot because now chelsea have some interesting profiles in midfield uh, and they can you know use them but uh, without running the risk of playing two similar uh, players who will not offer you know one of them is not capable of carrying the ball the other is isn't capable of carrying the ball then you have got two players who are just passers in midfield and nobody is able to break lines with the carries like you know maybe g would do or uh, somebody else would do in in the past so you need that you need to strike that balance and i think that will be key but in in nuskan you you have a player who can uh, you know provide you with with a lot of options to uh, fit in like she is flexible and she'll uh, add that flexibility to chelsea squad as well so i'm not too worried about her being playing uh, being played out of position because even if she's played at center back she has shown uh, enough in 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 her season so far that she's able to hold her own and do her really best like you pointed out that she has been uh, uh like the bot has voted her to be statistically the best under 23 players a player in defense and and in the uh, in the team of the season for from bundesliga and since she plays for uh, uh eintracht frankfurt she comes up against uh, attacks of you know bayern attacks of wolfsburg so she is tested to a good level where she faces quality attackers as well now sometimes that that question arises where okay if a team is not facing a lot of really good attackers in the, in their league span then how do you how do they measure up when moving abroad when moving to another league but i think nuskan is tested enough uh, at the league level where she comes up against uh, players like bull players like lohman players like uh, leah schuler players like eva payor so she has been tested enough i think uh, I, she and she has come out looking okay on the other side so uh, i think the jump wouldn't be as much of an issue so yeah i think she she'll slot in uh, quite well and as long as the position uh, as far as the position thing goes i i i would really like to see her in, in midfield all right i think that leads us quite nicely on to discussing how she might fit into this squad we'll just take another quick ad break here and we'll come back and we'll get into that so, Yash, I feel like Chelsea went from ha- having zero midfielders to having about 20 gazillion. Um, by my maths, in terms of who is expected to be here next 
season uh, in terms of who's in contract. Um, we have Aaron Cuthbert, Melanie Leupoldt, Jesse Fleming, Sophie Ingle, Yelena Trankovic, and sort of Katarina Svitkova. You've then got the possibility of Kat Macario, who, okay, plays a bit further forward, but can play as a 10. And then you're adding Nuskin to that. It's a lot of midfielders, but I think we can kind of cut that down to five, let's say, although I will acknowledge that Chankovic likes to and can play as an eight. I'm going to put her in the attacking midfielders 10 category just because it's uh, easier, I think. Um, So we've got five players then, I think, who could potentially play in a double pivot, which has basically been Chelsea's preference this season. They are Aaron Cuthbert, Melanie Lovett, Jess Fleming, Sophie Ingle, and Shokanuskan. I guess the first question is, Chelsea have been playing a double pivot this season and that's because they really, or I believe it's because Emma Hayes really wanted to prioritise playing a 10. And I think she really wanted to do that because she wanted to play Penilla Harder there. And then Penilla Harder got injured and didn't really play that. So we have persisted with that formation, but there's no necessary reason that that formation will continue next season um it's not like emma hayes is particularly wedded to a formation given the way we've kind of talked about nuskin as a sort of holding or defensive midfielder but she can play as a box-to-box midfielder do you think there's a chance that chelsea look to maybe play a single pivot with nuskin in that role yeah i think it's it's a possibility uh, definitely, because uh, as I mentioned, with with the sort of development that she has had this season, she is capable of uh, playing as the lone pivot in a four three three. Let's say, so I I would say that is a possibility. But considering uh, that four two three one is is the way to go, uh, I think it also raises an interesting question about what sort of combination would of midfielders would work well there. Because uh, with Nuskin, one thing is. She'll provide you progression, but that progression will come exclusively or, you know, largely via her passing. And uh, sometimes that can become a bit monotonous in midfield and you don't want that because you want a sort of staggering when you're playing that double pivot. So you don't want both of your players to be operating in the same horizontal line because that wouldn't provide you a vertical passing option and uh, that would restrict you from moving further up the pitch, progressing further up the pitch very easily. Uh, so I would, I think the best way would be to play a sort of ball carrier alongside her. Now, in the past, if if Pernilla Harder was there, maybe like this is a wild thing where you could have played Nuskin alongside Pernilla Harder, but Nuskin is taking care of all the defensive responsibilities and provides progression with her passing. And Pernilla Harder, we know, is is a great ball carrier. She can break lines with her ball carries and that could have been something interesting to watch because you You're have You're killing me, lot. Ash. <laughs> Don't be like, this is what you could have had. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm just, like, it just popped in my head. So I'm just saying it. But I think in, in the current uh, structure of the team, uh, I think playing her alongside uh, an Erin Cuthbert, who I think will offer, uh, like, she can do everything, but she is a better ball carrier than, let's say, uh, Leupold and uh, Sophie Ingle. So, not running the risk of having two sort of similar midfielders who have a similar style of ball progression, because that can make, uh, you know, things a bit 
easier for the opposition to predict, okay, they are not going to break lines with carries. They are not uh, capable of that. So they can set up accordingly and, uh, you know, restrict progression through the middle middle of the pitch. And that is less than ideal. So coupling Nuskin alongside a player who can carry the ball, which is Cuthbert for me, I think would be the best way to go forward. Now then you can switch it up sometimes if you need a little more attacking flair, you can bring in somebody like a Chankovic to, you know, receive the ball deeper and then have that sort of creative spark. Or you can add Fleming who can, who, who can do multiple roles as well. But I think uh, a, a double pivot of Nuskin and Cuthbert would work well. Nuskin and Ingle would be a little too similar for my liking in, in, the, in the double pivot. Yes, you would get uh, a greater security, I think, speaking defensively. You would get a little better at circulation. But when it comes to the penetration and the progression part, I think uh, there would be a little left to be desired in, in that aspect, at least on paper. So I I think uh, the combination of Cuthbert and uh, Nuskin makes, makes a lot of sense in my head. But yeah, we'll see. I think the formation thing is also going to be key because if, uh, let's say, since Chelsea also will be having uh, an Iknuwin coming back, so now they have the centre-back depth to maybe even try a back three. Who knows? 3-4-3 three, three could be a viable option. And in that 3-4-3, three, three, you then, I think, even in a 3-4-3, three, three, the best way would be uh, Erin Cuthbert and, and Nuskin if you want to shoehorn Nuskin into midfield. Or if you want to have her in, in the wide centre-back role, that could work as well. Because uh, playing her as the, as the left centre-back and allowing her to ping those long diagonals from a slightly wider position where she can switch the point of attack very quickly because that is her strength. Uh, I I will I will share some clippings that I have had because uh, I've been spending the last two days watching some of her clips and uh, getting some clips out, uh, especially for her passing. So I will try to share them about what I'm talking about with her long diagonals. But yeah, those long diagonals will be key, and uh, you know, having those quality in your in a wide center back in in the in a back three could be an interesting prospect as well. So lots of options, and that is what you want when when a player comes in. You you want them to offer you solution to different problems in, and different scenarios. And Nuskin does exactly that in in multiple positions. So that's really good. It will be interesting to see what MIS comes up with next season because you know it's always a, a period of brainstorming where you're like, okay, Chelsea have these many players, now how are they going to fit them all in? It's, it's always uh, an interesting watch and uh, sometimes it's a failed experiment with some uh, some formations, but when it sticks, it sticks. So hopefully this one sticks as well. Yeah, definitely. And in that sense as well, that versatility, she very much feels like an Emma Hayes player. I guess the the thing that stands out for that, the player who I feel like maybe is most affected by this, even though it's not like she's Nuskin's profile, uh, is Jesse Fleming. And I think it's been an interesting season for Fleming anyway. We've seen her used as a 10. We've seen her used as the 8. Um but long term, it sort of feels like Chankovic, at least from my perspective, I think is the more exciting 10. Um, you'll have Macario, hopefully, uh, there as well. And when she's been used as an eight, it feels like that's there. She's there as a rotation option for, for Cuthbert and Leupoltz. How, I know this is kind of off the topic of Shukanuskan, but. How how do you think this signing affects Jesse Fleming? 
yeah, I mean, when a new player comes in, obviously somebody loses out. And I think uh, Fleming Fleming's foothold in the squad is 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 not as strong we have seen this season because she hasn't nailed down a position. Then she has had competition in in the position that she has played because Fleming is, is the sort of player that can offer you a lot, but is also sort of a unique player when even when playing as a 10. So if you only desire that sort of creative uh, flair from your number 10, you have got better options in in uh, in you know if you're playing Frank Kirby, you got Frank Kirby, you got uh, Jelena Chankovic. So these are players who prime themselves on being able to produce that sort of attacking flair. Fleming can do that. Fleming can do that to some extent. Fleming can also do what Chankovic and uh, Kirby cannot. So she can play slightly deeper. She can press more intensely. She has a better defensive output, let's say. So in that terms, I think Fleming hasn't really like provided that sort of specialized skill set in in one particular position and that has resulted in in the, in the sort of her being a jack of all trades but uh, a master of none in 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 the chelsea squad so yeah in terms of her development as well like you would have expected more because we we saw her at the olympics we saw what she did with with the with the canada squad uh, so you know that she is a very high caliber player but in in the current Chelsea squad, with the way Chelsea wants to play, there can only be you know you, you can only so many players can coexist, and uh, sometimes that requires a more more specialized skill set in in the players the, that is more desirable. It becomes so yeah. I think probably Jesse Fleming might uh, lose out a little uh, unless we see some sort of a. Uh, a magic out of the hat from Emma Hayes where she introduces a different sort of tactical role for her, uh, you know, or a, or a 4-3-3 where she's playing two eights who can also bomb up and down. And maybe Jesse Fleming gets a second uh, lead at life at Chelsea. But yeah, it's, it's a tough position for her to be in and we'll have to monitor what happens because uh, if not, then maybe she could be on her uh, way out to some other team because... Uh, she's the sort of player that deserves to be, you know, playing. She has that talent, and sometimes it, it, uh, the squad's needs and the player skill set just don't uh, align uh, that well. So it, it's a case of that. It's it's not a case of uh, a bad player. It's just a player in in the in the squad needs not aligning that well. I think. Yeah, I I totally agree, and I think it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. There's obviously quite a few players kind of angling for positions in that midfield. Um, it also, I think, sort of makes the Sophie Ingle renewal a little bit more uh, surprising in that sense. Um, but equally, I think Ingle's someone who's maybe ready to spend more time on the bench, happy to do that. And Fleming obviously isn't that player. Um, but equally, we've seen how, you know, one of the big kind of changes and demands for women's football has been in terms of, of squad size and, you know, Fleming's played more minutes in the WSL this season than, than she did last. I guess maybe it's just been the performances haven't felt like they, they've kicked on enough to be like you're, that she she's the one who you're like, yeah, I'd put her down as the first name in the team sheet rather than someone like a Cuthbert or a Leupold. So I think both sort of uh, stand ahead of her. 
right now. Um, okay, I think that pretty much wraps us up on Nuskan chat. Yash, for anyone who doesn't know you and who you are, where can people find you for lots of analytical, tactical insights such as what you have displayed today? Yeah, I mean, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Odrio Zolite. Uh, yeah, that is pretty much it. Uh, I post a lot of stuff there, uh, mostly about women's football. So yeah, I'll, I'll have some some stuff coming up on Muskin as well. Probably a video about her uh, long passing because that is the thing that really, I've I, I really enjoyed watching her uh, play those long balls. So I, I've been clipping those and I'll put those, put that out. Uh, but yeah, she, she was, uh, not to brag, but like she was, uh, when I started my newsletter last year, she was one of the players from, from Bundesliga that I highlighted as the secret superstar. And every single player from that newsletter has now moved on to a bigger club. And that, like, Nuskin was the last one. And I wasn't expecting Nuskin to be the last. But now with Nuskin, everyone has uh, moved on to 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 a different club, to, to a bigger club. So, yeah, it's, it's really fun to watch that development and watch those players go through because those were some really talented names. And, yeah, if you want to read that newsletter, I think I've shared it again. So, you can do that as well. Yeah, and if you want to make sure you're ahead of the game and know all the cool players who the big clubs are going to sign in two years' time, you got to go sign up for Yash's newsletter. Um, what better reason to sign up for a newsletter than to get to show off to other people? That's what I always say. All right, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, obviously, we are hosting Arsenal on Sunday, so... We'll be back to review that game. Not exactly sure what timing around that is going to look like because if we do win, there's the potential that we can win the league if City could do us favour against United. Um, but whatever happens, we'll be back to, to talk it all through. Uh, and then after that, obviously, it's just Reading to go. So really, it's crunch time at the end of the season. Feels very weird almost to be have the head my head in the end of the season and then us you know, talking about next season today. Um but yeah, I mean, I'd much prefer my club to get the business out the way early like Chelsea seem to have done. Um, all right. But yes, we will talk to you again after the Arsenal game. Until then, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.